Reverse Interview Podcast, Episode 13. Now is the perfect time to find your dream job, but it requires a fresh look and a unique twist. That's why Charles Woolsey is here, to extract proven solutions from today's experts and make your dream job a reality. Welcome to the Reverse Interview Podcast. Get in, get hired, get promoted. Here's your host, who can fold a piece of paper into a bird, Charles Woolsey. My Uncle Skip taught me how to fold a simple origami bird when I was in about the third grade. If you pull the tail on the bird, the wings actually flap. It was really pretty cool. I think one of the reasons I was able to learn it at such an early age was because I'm an introvert and I just like to know how things work, too. Being an introvert isn't inherently good or bad. It just is. Learning to use our natural gifts and talents so that we can work with them instead of against them is a good thing. My next guest is Nancy Ankowitz. She is a business communication coach specializing in career advancement and presentation skills and author of Self-Promotion for Introverts, The Quiet Guide to Getting Ahead. She is also an adjunct instructor at New York University where she teaches presentation skills for introverts. She's accomplished in many other areas too, from jewelry design and blogger to playwright. Here's Nancy Ankowitz. Tell me about your very first job. I'll tell you about my first meaningful job because I dibble dabbled a little bit when I first got out of school. And first meaningful job is I set up my own business as a jewelry designer. And I came up with some costume jewelry ideas and thought, well, wouldn't it be fun to bring these to some stores since I live in New York and, and Henry Bendel is and was a great store to try that out on. So I brought in my designs without any connections, any anything, and they really liked them. And I brought them to some other big stores as well, and I got some really nice feedback. And meanwhile, the stores seemed to want well, they liked the good jewelry, but they also wanted publicity. They said, but what magazines are you in? And I thought, oh, geez, magazines, really? I, I just got out of college, and I, I, what do I know? Well, I called around friends of friends and friends of friends, and there was uh, – I managed to get myself into the door at New York Magazine, and New York Magazine really liked my stuff, and – they said, but what stores are you in? So, <laughs> so sure enough, I managed to get into a little blurb in New York Magazine, a column they called Best Bets. It got the jewelry in there and managed to get into Henry Bendel's and then I Magnin, Nordstrom, other major retailers and some local ones as well. And it just all worked out. So for a few years, I ran myself a business creating different jewelry designs and and got them in magazines like on the cover of Glamour as well. So it was a little bit of a dream profession for someone, especially fresh out of school. And it was a, a fun, wild ride. I never saw myself as growing up wanting to be a jewelry designer, but just kind of happened. <laughs> and, and after that, I decided I didn't want to do this forever. So it was a good few years. And then I tried some other stuff. Well, you so, must have been very good at it to get so much <laughs> recognition and just getting out of the out of the gates there. It was, it was again, a wild ride. I mean, I didn't, you know... Just the idea of being a designer and someone who was running a business, doing publicity, 
manufacturing my jewelry, all these things at once. It was quite a lot, but a great learning experience. Right. So you're about to tell me what you moved into after that. I interrupted you. Oh, no, not at all. Well, after that, there's a whole line of progression, and I'll, I'll stop to say for a moment that I believe it's so important to take your career and do what you love. And do different things if you love different things. If you were born to be an electrical engineer or an accountant or an artist or a teacher, then go for that. But if you believe that you want to experience all life has to offer you and try a few different things, then do that. And that's what I've done. So I could tell you all the stuff, but in the interest of time, (laughs) (laughs) tell me what you want to know now. (laughs) Well, I, I... I looked up a little bit about you, and I saw that you really specialize in, in working with introverts. Yes. And being a big introvert myself, um, going growing up as a very shy introvert and working through things. Like I, I told you earlier, I'm an electrical engineer. What I didn't say is I did that for about 10 years, and then, which was very nice for me because I was working in a lab and I was dealing with things and not people so much. And then for some reason, I decided to go into sales and. For 20 years, I was doing sales presentations in, in front of a bunch of people, and I, and I learned how to be functional, and I actually got very good at it. I was a top salesman with a like nearly a billion-dollar company I was working with, but I kind of fought my own battles. I didn't really have any training, so I'm really interested to hear how you work with introverts and, and help them along the path that, that I had, I guess. Sure. Well, it sounds like you've already figured it out, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know that I did. I figured out what worked for me, but I don't know I don't know what else there is out there. Those are the key words is figuring out what works for you. That's the most important thing. So, if your skills as an introvert or just as a human being are you're a terrific listener as you are, then you set up a podcast for yourself <laughs> and interview people. <laughs> if your skills are you're a terrific writer, then you use the, your writing skills to advance yourself in your career. And if your skills are that you're a terrific speaker, or and any of these things you can learn, by the way, then you set up yourself as a public speaker or use public speaking to advance yourself in your career and make a more meaningful impact in your career and your life. So find the skills that, are, that you have, or at least the seedlings of the skills that you can grow, and and do something with them and do something meaningful with them that will make your life and other lives better. So that's it in a nutshell. It's, and for introverts, it's often our listening skills, our research skills, our ability to do a deep dive into whatever subject matter it is, our ability to write and edit because we love to really think about what we express before we express it. So those things are often our sweet spot. And the beauty about public speaking for us is it's a great use of our introvert's energy. We can plan and plot and do all that stuff. But then once we get up there, we can get in front of a lot more people than we normally could in a day. So it's really figuring out what is, what's the quote-unquote marketing mix for you or what are the different activities that work best for your personality. Right. That's, it seems to boil down to, I've been interviewing people for a while now, and so many people say it just boils down to finding out what it is that interests you. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What are your interests and how can you pursue those? Because our interests are often our passions and our passions make us irresistible. <laughs> right? Yeah, I've been on this track or this journey for the last several years trying to figure out what my passion is. And the more you search for it and you look for it, the more it hides. But if you just let it be, it bubbles up to the top all by itself. Sure. It's that thing you do when you lose track of time. Right. Yeah, I was, I, I was, I'm, I'm writing a book myself and I'm just, I was just doing some of the final edits on it. And I'm not, I don't fancy myself to be a writer, but I have some information that I wanted to get out. But I was, as I was reading it, I was noticing, I guess I was kind of in a flow talking about how I became to be an electrical engineer. And it just boiled down to, I was good at math. I needed to go to a local school. Georgia Tech was nearby. They, they create, you know, they produce engineers. Engineers need to be good at math. I'm good at math. I'll be an engineer. Hmm. I didn't know what an engineer was. I really didn't have a clue. <laughs> but I said, okay, math, engineering. I'll, and then I learned, oh, engineers sit in rooms by themselves and, and play with things. So I can do that. Mm -hmm. But I didn't complicate the, the, the matter at the time. I didn't, there wasn't the internet that I could go searching for hours and really get confused. I just followed like, a very simple path, a lot, man, I guess it can be easy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be hard. You're right. You're right. What's your book about? Um, <laughs> the interview is supposed to be about you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but just I as I said that, I realized it's sorry. <laughs> but I haven't mentioned it on air before. I'll, I'll just mention very quickly. It's okay. <laughs> from my journey of being in sales and technical, and I got into internet marketing it's more about, and I brought it from an introvert's point of view, that I think in my, in my estimation, a lot of times when people have trouble finding jobs, it's because they're not good at networking. They're not good at putting themselves out there. Um, so the book is basically flipping the table around and, and interviewing people. So instead of asking people for an interview for a job, you figure out what it is you want to do. You find the people that are already doing that, and you go interview them. Mm. And you put that into a book or a podcast or an article or however you want to uh, format it, but it's basically turning the tables around and interviewing them. Mm, oh, wonderful. <laughs> that sounds like a good formula. Well, I've talked to a lot of people and I've gotten a lot of good feedback about it, so I'm, I'm very hopeful. But back to you. Back to me. Okay, fine. <laughs> Tell me about some of the work that you've done and, and, and your book and, and what you've done specifically for some companies or individuals. Sure. Well, here's what got me to write the book. I'll tell you just a little background. I, too, am an introvert, and I realized I was an introvert during my 12 years on Wall Street, where I headed various marketing efforts uh, at two major financial institutions, one at a time. <laughs> and, and anyhow, I took the Myers-Briggs type indicator, which I got while I was at the first firm, and I learned that I was an introvert. And I found that just fascinating because it really gave great context to a lot of my preferences, which it, one preference is speaking to one person at a time, listening more than speaking often, and love, really enjoying reading and researching, and like um, thinking before I speak rather than just thinking out loud. And, and definitely those one-on-one -on -one meetings versus the large, boisterous group meetings are definitely my preference. So 
it made sense. It just made sense. And it also helped me understand why at meetings I sometimes had a hard time piping up. So once I learned that I was an introvert, I realized there are things I need to do differently to make my contributions in the work world and also to be heard. So I developed some different techniques and fast forwarding when I left Wall Street, I had always dreamt about writing a book, always, always dreamt about it. I thought, wouldn't this be a a really cool topic to share with other introverts to help them raise their visibility and get heard and and make their contributions and, and using their introvert strengths rather than seeing them as hindrances, which some people do, some people don't. So anyhow, um, so that's what I did. And and I'll tell you why I left Wall Street, if that's of interest. Should I tell you the – so I spent 12 years there, and I had actually a truly wonderful career. I had just – before I left, I had the best boss ever, the best team ever, best organization. I was doing things that were both highly analytical and strategic as well as creative. So I really enjoyed my job. However, there was a sense that I was just working round the clock and I didn't get to catch my breath. And especially this introvert didn't have time for reflection. And, okay, what, what am I going to really do with my life next? What's, what happens now? So I hired a coach. I hired an executive coach on my own just to have a quiet exploration. And my job was great, but I still felt like there had to be more to life. There had to be more to my career. And there had to be more to the contributions that I could make in this career and in this lifetime. And the coach really held up the mirror for me. And helped me see things differently. And as a result, she suggested that I took, take some time off from Wall Street because there just was no time to breathe. There was always that next deadline, that next demand. And, and I did, after, after some argument, I might say. And during that time off, I realized that one of the things I really loved was my volunteer work. I was vol- doing volunteer work for an international community, helping people write, speak, and promote themselves with more confidence. And during, during that time off or that sabbatical time, I realized, wait a second, this volunteer work is actually what I want to do next in my career. So it hit me, the light bulb went off, and sometime later I decided I was going to just leave Wall Street and start a business doing what I do for my volunteer work. And that was a magical moment in my life and my career. And that's what I did. I left a perfectly wonderful job, wonderful company, everything, and just took a deep dive and went out on my own doing this, what I'm doing today. And I wrote my book. <laughs> so you, thought you, you said you got into volunteer work, and that's what well, you're still doing now? The volunteer, well, the volunteer organizations no, long, no longer exists. I mean, that, that was uh, some years ago. But uh, it was the volunteer work that sparked me that I realized only during my time off that it was what I was doing for my volunteer work, which was a true passion. It was coaching and teaching people these business communication skills, writing, speaking, and promoting themselves in their careers, that I thought, wouldn't that be cool to do that for my job? And that's, that was the light bulb that went off. So I decided, well, that's not 
really what I was doing on Wall Street. I was mentoring some folks, but mainly I was running a marketing department. And so it, I took the best of what I had learned on Wall Street and the best of what I learned as an entrepreneur running my own business before that, the jewelry business. And I distilled that and decided I want to share that with clients. So I started a business and I also wanted to focus particularly on introverts because I am one and I had learned a lot about thriving in my career as an introvert. So I distilled the techniques and the tips and I wrote a book about it. So all those things came together in a, in a wonderful way, in a way that I was able to actually be more of service to people. And it, it just has been a meaningful shift in my life and my career. That's really interesting. That, that makes me want to ask you, though, if you distilled all these tips into a book, if you were to give me one or two, what would they be? <laughs> or have you already? Yeah, I've given a few. <laughs> but <laughs> But it sounds like... For you, you don't need to learn public speaking because often it's it's about how how do you how do you get the word out about what you do in a way that's efficient and helpful helpful to your stakeholders. And in your case, you've crossed public speaking off the list. You know how to do it. It sounds like you've been there, you've done that, and you've found this way of doing podcasts, which is a great way to reach your stakeholders, and it uses your skills at deep listening and at thinking questions in advance, which you've done a wonderful job at, and also is a great way to target your stakeholders. So for you, that's wonderful. But other stuff, I don't know how much you know about networking, um, and probably quite a bit because I know you're in the, the career coaching space yourself. So I'm not sure if I should give you tips that would be helpful to you or other people in your audience. Let me I, well, get a sense. I don't, yeah. I, let me just tell you this. I was at a seminar for the last three days. Okay, yeah. And for some reason, I just keep to myself. I walk in the door, I find a seat, I listen, I get up, and I leave to go to the bathroom, and I I can talk to people if I have to or really have a reason to, but just to go up and chit-chat, I, I just don't do it. Right, and that's typical for an introvert, that we don't tend to gravitate toward chit-chat to small talk. We rather go for the deeper stuff. And so... If you're presenting that as a challenge that you'd like to solve, is that? Let's do that. I okay. If that helps me, it's got to be somebody else out there. Okay, me. terrific. So I think a lot of introverts will relate to what you described, that conferences are just exhausting. For one thing, there's often no time to breathe. They're just back-to-back -back seminars and nonstop activity and a flood of people. And so I think a lot of people will relate to what you're saying. What to do about it? A few things. Get plenty of time between events. So in other words, don't go to everything. Pick a top, pick the, on each given day, pick a top few things that you want to attend and give yourself mental breaks be between them. Also, identify beforehand who you want to speak with. Are there any speakers you want to speak to? Can you email them in advance and say, we'll be at the same conference, we'd love to chat with you. And often they're going to be too busy or whatever, and if they are, then find a time to speak with them at another time, after the conference, that's fine. But it's, it's being really strategic about how you use your time and energy.
And one thing I often like to say is rest up, prepare, and practice for introverts. And by rest up, I mean, well, we all need sleep. It's not just about that. But rest up. Wouldn't want to go to back-to-back meetings and then more back-to-back meetings if you could avoid it. So how can you, let's say you don't probably don't want to go to a big party the night before a conference because you're going to be top, tapped out from your people energy standpoint. So how can you give yourself, consciously give yourself the time you need uh, before, during, and afterwards so that you do have time to decompress, you do have time to collect your thoughts, which is so essential for you as an introvert. Is that resonating with you? It, it really is because I, I love being at the seminars. I love absorbing the information. That the stressful part for me is is the in between. Yes. And, and the other thing that really struck a chord with me is the planning ahead. Mm-hmm. That if I know there's someone I need to talk to, and I know there's a reason why, then it's it's not really a big issue with me. It's right. The, it's the spontaneity of conversations that come up that that I have more difficulty with. And once, I, once I'm in the conversation, I don't have a problem. If someone comes up to me and wants to talk, it's the initiation that, uh, that I seem to avoid. So, uh, so a few things about the initiation. Uh, one is, how can you plan a few topics of chit-chat? So that, I mean, it could be about a speaker you're excited to hear. Another could be a speaker you just heard. Something that you want to talk about, a burning topic. What got you there? I mean, there, for you to spend three days of your life, something something must be compelling to get you there. So come up with a few specific topics, and also simple topics of conversation. If you just want to stir the pot with people, are just a smile, an extended hand, a hello. My name is Charles, and and you can compliment them on something that that is genuine. So just, but having a few of these things up your sleeve will really make a difference. And another thing is to tag team. So if you meet somebody, you can introduce them to other people and ask them for introductions. And another thing is, speaking of asking for introductions, approach the organizer or one of the organizers in advance by email. You could say something to the effect of, I'm new to this group. I don't know anyone. Would love any introductions. And the introductions could be in advance by email just to warm things up or once you get there, depending on the scope and the scale of the event. But those things can really help. I, I am understanding everything you say. And it all <laughs> makes perfect sense to me. That's great. I appreciate the tips. Let me let me switch just a little bit. Sure. Um, you mentioned a couple big changes in your career that you've had from being an entrepreneur to being on Wall Street. To go on. Was there anything that was particularly challenging for you in any of those transitions, and, and how did you deal with that? Sure, absolutely. Well, going from Wall Street to running my own business again was both exciting and terrifying. It was terrifying because I had a steady source of income, a place to go every day, a great team. I knew I was mentally stimulated. I had all kinds of great stuff. And then I was going to the great unknown. Will I get clients? How will I spend my days? Where will I go? All those kind of things were terrifying. 
And as an introvert, the thought of having to sell myself all over again, oh boy. <laughs> so, and how, just how will I go get clients? And the way I did it is what I recommend for every introvert, whether you're running your own business or you're in the corporate world or working for a government, educational institution, where nonprofit, whatever it is. And that is we do it by building one strong relationship at a time. We're not usually group people. So it's identifying people that we could have deep relationships with, good conversations with, and stay in touch with them persistently, consistently and persistently. And that's the way you build a business. That's the way you build your network, whether or not you need a job. So that's yeah. what I did. Then, and, yeah, that sounds like me, too. I, I, I have a few close friends, not a bunch of superficial friends or whatever you want to call them. That would sound bad. But the same thing in business. I, that's what I did in sales. It's quality, not quantity. That's quantity. absolutely right. Yeah, quality, not quantity. What were you saying? I'm sorry. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's it's really it's using our skills to our advantage. So while some people, some extroverts might be more better at the chit chat, better at the glad handing, better at multitasking, that's fine. That's their way of doing it. But you succeeded as a salesperson as an introvert because you built those quality relationships one at a time. People knew that they can trust what you say that you probably followed up really well, that you probably had deep expertise in your subject matter. So you did it your way. And neither way is right or wrong. It's just for each of us, we need to figure out what's your way. What's your way and be true to yourself and be true and to consistent. Yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, last question. I'd like to know if there's any self-help books, personal development books that you've used over, your, over the years that you could recommend to me. Sure, sure. I read so many books because uh, as an author myself, I, I'm in definitely in that space. But I'll tell you an oldie but goodie that I really love. And that's The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And it's four basic principles that I think are just a wonderful way to live one's life. He's written since then, but they're like be impeccable with your word, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions and always do your best. And I just think that's a great way to live your life as well as to run your career. Sounds like a great plan to me. Yeah. And that's all I had for you. I really appreciate your time and, and I don't take this the wrong way. I really like you. <laughs> I, really, I really connected with it. It's like, man, this lady knows me inside and out. <laughs> How could I take that the wrong way? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes. Oh, no. <laughs> well, it's really a pleasure getting to know you as well, Charles. And you have a fascinating background and, and you're doing great work for important people. So how, how, could that, how could you go wrong with that? And all the best on your book. Please keep me posted about it. I will do that. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Take care. This episode of Reverse Interview is over. Please visit reverseinterview.com right now for more information about this episode and to get all of the insider scoop to land your dream job. That's reverseinterview.com. We'll see you next time on the Reverse Interview Podcast.